Greetings, Pilgrim. Oh, howdy. Hello. How are you? Awesome. How about yourself? Well, given everything, I think the fires are definitely taking a toll on my sinuses. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Have to stay inside or. Uh oh. I do my best, but I still got the the pups that need walks. So <laughs> you need a whole a whole mask bag thing over your head or something to protect your sinuses. Yeah, I'll get by. Things could be worse than some sinus congestion. True, I can't yeah. say it's not bothering me, but I'm just like, oh, let's just do this. Yes. It's life. Mm-hmm. Can't it's life. stop fire, so I gotta keep going. I know. So be it. Yes. Mm-hmm. So before we jump in, who are you? Tell us who you are. I'm Shauna Barnes. I am a licensed insurance agent, a certified feminine power coach, and I help women live fully, build wealth, and create legacy. Ooh, that sounds so amazing and awesome. I love when you say it every week. <laughs> it just sounds delicious. Oh, it's, yeah, it's rocking my boat right now. So there we go. Yes. And you? I'm Margaret Bell. I am a licensed professional counselor and I work with trauma and grief and my goal is to help people live their fullest and best life there you go yes oh my goodness um i was thinking about you this week i had a dream oh you had a dream Do you, yeah, it may lead us in other places <laughs> if, you're, if you're willing. Oh, I'm willing to go. I think people's dream worlds with everything have been intense, maybe a bit bizarre. I have, I tend to have very bizarre dreams that I wake up and wonder what is wrong with my psyche. <laughs> <laughs> so I want to bring this up, y'all, because Margaret is a skilled experienced dream understanderer oh i like that understanderer yes or what they mean so i have an amazing 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 niece who this past week turned 18 <gasps> she did she did survive nobody knocked <laughs> her parents didn't knock her off Wow, um, 18. That's exciting. Big miles. Yeah. Yeah, she's so cool. I mean, she figured out that she could vote in the primary. Uh, what, excuse me, earlier this year, even though, you know, I guess because this is the year in which she be turned 18, so she could vote in the primary. And she's excited to vote in this election. So, how cool is that? It's really cool. Yeah, and she's smart, and she's beautiful, and she's personable, and she's feisty. She's just an all-around cool person. And she's been sick. 
and um, feeling really terrible. And so I, I communicate with her mostly via text. And I, and I know I was feeling anxious because I didn't hear from her as much. And then uh, I think the night before her birthday, I had this dream that I was over, I think it was her family's house, but it was, it was big. It had all these floors going, you know, uh, above me. And there was a whole bunch of commotion going on and I guess the living room of the great room. And um, I, um, this young lady is there and she runs out the door uh, the front door, and she drive. I think she drive. She drove off in her car. And a few minutes later, I see her face on TV, and there's something sort of distorted about her face. And so I think it was because she had been arrested, and her hands were handcuffed behind her back. And we and what we could see was her face in in the you know the camera that's on in front of a police officer. So it made it look like it was sort of bulging or comic, like John <laughs> Kerry and mask or something. And, uh, oh my goodness! Ooh. And then um, I'm talking to the people in the in the room in the area, and they report that she died. And I'm I'm beside myself. I'm up. I'm. I am just upset, but mostly I'm upset for my sister, you know, her, the, my niece's mom. Mm -hmm. And I, um, am I, I'm like, Oh my goodness. But my sister isn't there. And then she returns to the house and I can see her about to walk in upstairs into the house. So I don't know why that was the case, but she's walking in and there's somebody who was just talking to me who knows about this death. And I say to her, yeah, don't say anything because I don't think she knows. My sister knows. And then my sister comes in and she's like carrying packages. She's all up. She's excited and happy. She comes in and she comes down the steps to me. And she says, oh, yeah, I know. Um, yeah, that was just something that had to happen or something to that effect. And she's just fine. And I'm like, wait, what? And she's like, oh, yeah, I was over there. And um, she just got excited and um, even though she was handcuffed, she started running off and she got shot in the, by a police officer. So, I mean, how topical, right? And then... Uh, it's like, I know. That's uh, it's like mirroring yeah. everything that's uh, happening right? in our world. And she is 18. And yes, that this is a legitimate fear, like how it's playing into your right. dream about like daily yep. fears about you could be pulled over, right? That is right. a fact of your daily life, that if you're driving, you're more likely to be pulled over. You're more likely to get ticketed. You're more likely to be pulled out and handcuffed or arrested for the who knows what shot. Like, this is like right yeah. there. Like, those yeah. daily fears, especially for nieces, nephews, children, right. Right. right? That they leave. So she speeds off in her car and right there in the back of your mind is... I hope nothing oh happens. Goodness. I hope she doesn't get pulled over. Right. And I just, and my sister is just, she's fine. She's gleeful. 
That's like so something weird. that had to happen. Yeah. She's like, well, she wasn't feeling well. So, you know, it just needed to end. And I was like, okay, but her end? I mean, it was just, that was, that has to be the most odd, unusual dream I think I can, I can remember ever in that somebody died. Somebody I know died. I mean, it'd be one thing if I died in my dream, but to for, you know, for an 18 year old to die, boy, is that like, symbolic of using of you know losing a generation <laughs> oh my gosh it uh, could be it's also oh. right death often is symbolic of life changes so uh, her dying uh, at 18 yeah. is very yeah. she's no longer a child so yeah, yeah she does die child her dies and your sister's fine because she's aware that oh yeah just the child hers that she's now an adult and celebrating her adulthood while perhaps you're still grieving the loss of her childhood oh yeah i like the love the days when i could when she was little like i don't know three four or five she was walking and you know talking and she would i would talk to her and i would tell her things that were not true and I loved it because she would look at me and then she would look past me at her <laughs> and then she would look back at me. It all just cracked me up. She's like, I, she, you could see her mind thinking, I don't know if that's right. And she would look over at her mom and her mom would, I could see her out of the corner of my eyes shaking her head. Oh, and she'd look back, and she'd look back at me like, there's something wrong with you lady. And I was like, okay. But it was just, and I, you know, the, the fun part for me is I, I, you know, of course, I love my niece and nephews. What they didn't realize is I really only did that when there was another adult around who could correct it. Mm-hmm. I didn't pull them off to the side, but I can't, you know, she doesn't need her mom now to go, yeah, that's just wrong. You're just, auntie, you're just messed up or whatever. So it is quite, yes, but yeah, go ahead. It is quite different, right? It is. Even right there, you know, just got mom to be like, okay, what's going on here? Let me check this out. And we hope as an adult that she'll do that, but it's not the same like when they're kids and there's like still figuring it out and they're developing. I mean, she's still developing technically. Her brain will continue to develop until she's 25 is the latest research, maybe a a little older or younger. The number keeps changing, but I know it's right around 25. Right. But that society says at 18, she is yes. an adult, fully capable of Reason. taking care of herself. Right. And even those fears in your dream, right? Because she's still a kid. Yes. She's, she doesn't have, she has most of the complex thinking abilities, but not all of them. I think so many of us can be like, oh my God, I was such an idiot when I was 20, when I was 21. Right. Yeah. When I was 23, I did this stupid thing. And then we kind of wonder, why was I considered an adult? Because clearly I was still unable to make really good decisions for myself. Yes, we learned from them. But then we're like, I'm an adult. I don't have to listen to you. When maybe it's smarter. And I don't know. I think a lot of generations have a hard time being like, hey, so I know I'm an adult. What do I need to do? That almost comes after we're 25. 
in our late twenties into our thirties, we're kind of like, Hey, I need, I need support of a group here. I can't just be running off. I'm 18 now. And that's scary. So scary for her to be 18 in this world. Oh, I like, see, this is why I brought, I thought I'd bring it up because my thing, my brain was thinking, well, I don't even understand this dream. is So I was literally, I woke up and I was like, somebody's going to call me and tell me something happened to her. And, um, of course she's fine i saw her the other day she's uh via zoom and she's she's still she's still a teenager you know making faces and her birthday cake was a uh a, a probably chocolate cake but it had chocolate frosting with <clears throat> little green like um plants on it and shrek so it was shrek i mean yeah shrek in a mud puddle <laughs> Mm-hmm. And it was a vegan cake because she also does not eat. I mean, she's just evolved all kinds of ways. My my sister said she's the last person in her house that eats meat. And I guess the rest of them are all some form of not meat eaters. Uh, Ooh. Yeah. They're pretty amazing. I think they're probably going to drag her into that. Although for the holiday coming up, she's like, I'm getting a turkey. <laughs> She's going to have to have some people come help her eat it, I think, but she's getting a turkey. Yes. Um, but that's so interesting because, wow, how poignant, you know, just really, and, and you know, left behind, you know, finished the, uh, the official, at least uh, legal childhood in some ways and moving on to 18 and in some ways, you know, reflected in the fact that yes, she can drive, but not fully mature because she's making faces at the police officer kind of thing, right? It's mm-hmm. very, um, yeah, it's complete. That's <laughs> like, it's a, it demonstrates the complexity of what's real. What's real? What's what's? Yeah, she's still a kid. Yeah, making faces at the police officer. Still a kid. Right. Still not that. Oh. level of thinking I think back to training we had when we worked together and I don't know if it was a police officer or who they were and they were talking about how they teach adolescents about consequences because that's the biggest problem with adolescents is like if they steal a car they're just thinking about having a good time they're not thinking about the person whose car they stole that then could lose their job because they're late for work again and then oh, they get kicked out of their yeah. house because they can't pay their bills. And so their whole focus in the program was really to help adolescents see, you just think you're stealing a car to have a good time. This is actually what happens. Like these are the consequences to your one action, right? Cause adolescents just don't think that they're like, I'm going to go do this. Uh, like her, like, I'm just going to run from the police without that. If I run from the police, I could get beaten up. I could get shot. I could be choked. I could lose my life I could be in a lot of pain it's that but I don't want to be here anymore so I'm just gonna go wonder how that why is it I wonder why the brain uh I don't know I wonder how people I do often wonder how people can be in the world and not um not anticipate consequences so one of my guilty pleasures is net is is um, binging on episodes of Snapped, which used to be all about women who 
you know, murdered or killed somebody or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I and I was trying to figure out why I watched it. Part of it I like it is because I know it's real. I mean, they may not have given me every detail, but it's something real. I'm not trying to, it's not a, mm-hmm. am I guessing this is true or not true? But also, I, I am a gog, right? I'm just like... How could you do that and not think some they were they were going to come to your door first? Um, so because some of the people who I don't know maybe all the people who um, murder a spouse um, are not necessarily the sharpest knife in the drawer, right? So this is this is an incredible level of sophistication to be able to. I, mean, I I get I grant it. They're probably in some kind of pain or some kind of belief or whatever. But I am I am I, talk about consequences. I'm like, how do you you know if 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 I were a woman in a in a in a in an abusive situation and I was being beat on and it, you know it was and I was protecting my child, that's one thing. But a lot of times the motivation seems to be money, insurance money. And so I'm like, I mean, wow. Do you know what I mean when when you you mentioned consequences? Yes. Like you said, like, wow. Like, like as you were talking, I'm like, okay, like, I get, like, trauma or trauma response where I I kill somebody because my animal brain is, it's fight or flight, and that is right? The consequence of me being scared that I'm going to die. But then when you go to money, that takes it to like a whole other place. Cause then we're not saying, okay, she was a battered woman. And finally her nervous system snapped and she killed him. Like we can often get that right. We're like, okay, like she couldn't take anymore. But then when you're like the money, like what, where becomes the disconnect between I'm going to kill you because I want your million dollar life insurance policy. Like what? And so often how they justify it, right? Like I love those women. Like I just wanted his money or I wanted to run away with my lover. And you're like, so you didn't care. And I wonder if those are the sociopaths, those people that don't actually care. They don't have the empathy. Empathy, So they don't see it there's a book i started to read by a sociopath a female shauna i read the first chapter i didn't think i through the first chapter the first part was about how there's a i don't know a raccoon or something that is in her pool and it's drowning so she drowns it and then goes to work doesn't try to scoop it out and i was like and i can't read this book because I can't imagine. Let me tell you. Seeing a drowning creature, right? And being like, okay, um, let me just go ahead and drown you. The Yeah. Well, my book like that is about the, um, you, you, you might, you must likely recall, uh, whew, three, five years ago, the man who had three, kept three women in the basement for yes. 10 years. And two of the women wrote a book about it. And one of the women is describing what happened, how she, and I mean, this is the first few pages. And she said, you know, I 
my friend, uh, you know, I would, I was walking back I think, I, home from Burger King or something. And when the van went by, um, a woman, you know, the, the girl in the seat was, uh, my, you know, someone I went to high school with or whatever. And then later the van came back by and it was just her dad driving or what have you. And, um, said hey why don't you get in and i'll give you a ride and she's like no no, or whatever and she but she gets the ride he drives her to his house and they go in and um he's like oh yeah just go upstairs well she goes upstairs goes in the room um turns out the whole house is the windows are closed the doors are all locked there's these vicious dogs outside she can't get outside he makes her lower her pants and in that room she's like what 15 14 15 walk just walking home and um inserts himself in her that's maybe five pages in i can't finish it that's where it starts yes yelling she can't she just wants to go home he won't let her out he's physically i mean there apparently nobody can hear because he's, I think he's got, um, or help her anyway, because the other woman or two or whatever is in the other rooms and it's just, it's all dark. And that quickly, her life is changed. Yes. That's, oh, yeah, like that, that's a whole different breed of people. And you even touched on a point, um, some scientists, and I don't remember the study, did a study i think with rape victims and they found that most all of them had a bad feeling about the person who raped them before the rape occurred or the abduction or whatever right and so right there she's like this doesn't feel good this doesn't feel right and they're talking about how then our like that is our emotional brain like that is the part of us that's designed to survive but then how our rational brain will then override it I don't know this person. This person's not going to do me any harm. I have no just cause other than I have a gut feeling. So I thought that was fascinating because right, right there, it's saying we get this gut feeling I'm so glad you... that's telling us don't right. do that. Well, and I, I'm glad you said that because she does say, uh, you know, she didn't want to go. And then he says, oh, well, you know, da, 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 da. And she didn't want to go. She, you know, wasn't like, oh yeah, let's go do this. She, her spidey her senses were tingling. And I was mm-hmm. like, if they were, why did you do that? Except for when you're young and in, in, invincible, and um, maybe when you're old and invincible as well. You know, there's just, you know, when you can't see around the corner, you're like, it's got to be fine. I mean, how bad? Maybe could it's it be? not. Well, I mean, no, but I mean, the reason this happens is because you think, how bad could it be? But this was. Yes. This young lady had been sexually active and have this old man do this to her. That alone. Yes. I mean, traumatizing. I, I, you know, all I could think was that was once. That was the first time. And he, she was with him for 10 years. I, I, how she survived that, I would, I was ready to be dead right there. Mm-hmm. And so I, that, I, I don't believe I'll be able to finish that. Um, I, you know, call me what you will but um you know god bless her and give her all kinds of strength to be able to write about it because i imagine for some you know that was probably uh empowering for her in some way or cathartic Mm -hmm. 
Um, and I just, yeah. and I read enough to know that, you know, wow, I, I distorted. So this is the question I have for you from your counseling and maybe understanding the human psyche. And maybe we've discussed this before a while ago, but I have come to the realization that when a man does physically forces himself on a woman, either pats or buns or grabs her breast or, or, um, you know, rapes her, um, Mm -hmm. or even cat calls and all those other things. I, any woman that tells me about that, I can feel how intrusive that is in me. I get it. Mm-hmm. And how unwanted yes. it is. And I was trying to figure out how would I convey that? Why is it men don't understand that first? And then, and I'm like, because they don't have, you know, especially with intercourse, there's not someone necessarily you know, intruding upon them on in a one welcome manner. And I'm not saying that men don't get raped and don't feel bad, but I was just trying to figure out what is the uh, comparison to say to them, this is like when da 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 da. And, and I'll tell you what, I don't know that men experience anything like this to make a comparison. I don't think they do because they've been on the top of the food chain for so long. I mean, there are empathetic men, but there are a lot of men. I've worked with people, right, that they're they're healing their trauma and their partners will be like, well, can't we just have sex? Just just let me have sex with you. And I'm like, you can bring them to a session and I can explain why you just letting them have sex isn't going to work. But it's like that insensitivity that's well, if I want to have sex, you should just want to have sex too. Almost that like, I don't care if you enjoy it. And there are men out there that really are attentive to their partners, but you're right. There's just these men that just, right. right? They've been top of the food chain. So it's almost like that ingrained women are still property going back like, to the beginning of the United States where women were property. Be. Because what I think... You know, to this day, because I was watching something or someone somewhere and they reached out and smacked the bottom of the waitress. And I tell you what, it had been me. I'd have socked him. I would have punched him because there, to me, there's a, <laughs> there's at least uh, three feet, if not six feet of separation that you need to honor at all times. Unless I explicitly give you permission, there's no touching me. That, that's not, that's not okay. You know not okay is that's just plain wrong that's not i mean i i don't even have the words for that mm-hmm. margaret uh, it, it's it reminds me very much of when someone's pregnant and people someone wants to just reach in they just reach in and touch the belly of a pregnant woman yes. without permission it's very similar or touch okay. your hair right we right. talked about that like this right. like <clears throat> i am entitled to that's right touch you yeah so, yes, but the sexual part of it to me makes me physically ill. It does. It's disgusting. And it's, yeah, there's a history of it. So for me, I wonder if it's just 
ingrained and people have to start to be like, okay, this isn't, this isn't okay. Just because I can have somebody take somebody because I'm stronger, whatever, it's still not okay. It's not right to do, but there's like this group of people that just make it worse for everybody. There's a, there's a, to me, there's this place where people aren't even thinking. It's more sophisticated than that, but it's like no consideration for the other person. And maybe that comes back to what you're talking about with consequences. No, especially for a woman like who has large breasts, it's, 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 um, it's a conundrum because on the one hand, women with large breasts, you can't hide them necessarily at a, at a point, but that doesn't mean you, that gives, you know, men who are aroused permission to, to Google. It's, 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 um, Mm -hmm. the part I find interesting is I, I I'm thinking, and men, you can tell me this, but I think men don't realize. So to my, generally speaking, women don't Google about men's bodies. I mean, they might enjoy, you know, talking about cute buns and I don't know that that's sexual. Mm -hmm. I think it's almost dressy stuff. I don't know. I could be wrong, but men don't, um, I, I know how I'll say it. I was listening to probably, is it John Gray talks about men are from Mars and women are from Venus. And I think he's on that set was talking about when a woman walks into a room and sees a bunch of men, she sees men, they're standing they're doing, you know, they're doing whatever they're doing. But she said, when a man walks into a room of women, he said, generally, he undresses every woman in the room and approaches it from that perspective. And and then he was talking about how many sexual thoughts men tend to have, like a million in an hour, whereas women, it's, it's just, it's, that's not what's happening. And I don't mean to say that. And here's what I thought was interesting, is his point was, it was more, you know, about how um how humanity repopulates right that's it's just it's the nature mm-hmm. of the beast of the humans but i was like wow i can't imagine walking into every room all day long and being sexually stimulated or at least looking for it in every room so to speak <laughs> yes like, well that was a lot of stuff shauna <laughs> No, yeah, like I've heard that before and exactly like how and as you're saying that I'm thinking that these are the people we trust to run our country. <laughs> the people that walk into a room and have a million sexual thoughts an hour. And yes, some of them are brilliant and wonderful and fabulous people. Some of them are not. And then they downplay women who and then they say things like they're emotional while well, they menstruate so that must mean that they aren't as smart as us, right? All that stuff that's kind of out in the media and, right? And then it's like, and yet you have a million sexual thoughts and maybe I might be a little bit more emotional when I'm menstruating. I still feel like I can get it under control. Usually, I mean, I think we all have those moments, men or women, where our emotions can get 
the best of us, but we trust people that have a million sexual thoughts an hour to run our country. And some of, like I said, some of those men are wonderful men and well, do a lot for us. I hadn't thought about it like that running the country, but I, but that's exactly the point that we're I'm making. It's just, um, I mean, it supports what I'm, what I'm saying. It's just, how do you get anything else done? I don't know, because some of them do get a lot done. And we don't have a man here to kind of be like, yeah, this is what's so going on right. for and me. Here's what I think is, very, here's what I believe to be true. I believe men don't realize women don't do the same thing. I mean, I, not at a, mm-hmm. at a, they might at a heart level, but at a cognitive level, at a, at a, there's something that blots that out. So then they can, then they get to be offended. Then they, they yes. decide they get to be offended because it's not returned. It's like, no, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a completely different way of operating in the world. Yes. I like how you say that. It's just different. And we often, right. That's usually like goes into assumptions. If I'm this way, then it's like one of those, cognitive whatever like fallacies I know that's not what's called that's not the technical term right but if I do this then I assume that everybody else does it until I learn differently right and then that puts us in two different places some of us right are like okay how do I reconcile that this is not the only way to do it grow from it and there's other people right that refuse to see that I can think of like the orange man who runs our country cannot do any like, right. If somebody comes out and like, no, this is not the way to do it. He can't believe it because he can't sit in that cognitive dissonance is what that is. Right. We're, we have two opposites and we don't like to sit in the opposite. So we only take one or the other. And I know I work with people with like, let's turn that into and it's not black or white. How about black and white and make, room for that and that's how we grow because we want it's black or it's white why does it have to be one or the other why can't it be both because our brains don't like to sit in the boat think about how like sometimes people will fight over like oh that's that's pink no that's not pink right that's fuchsia and it's like really we're just gonna split hairs like we're getting the same information across because we just we want it this or that and I wonder if that's yes. kind of what goes on with the genders is that it's well doesn't everybody think about sex no. all the time Mm-mm. no it's like the comedians right when they talk about like when a woman's having sex she's like hmm, what do I need to get from the grocery store <laughs> I wonder what happened on my favorite show oh yes. yeah I've got I'll to do that to I can go and get none of that other son yeah Mm-hmm. yeah i think it's on purpose i really feel like the creator of the universe designed us in this way what in order to propagate the race right but but the humans are supposed to be at the top of the food chain generally speaking anyway and to not be able not even be able to empathize or to take into consideration how someone else might be what they're experiencing or feeling or is it's um 
I guess I I kind of resent it because I feel like as a woman I have to take into consideration how someone is experienced in the past and what they're experiencing now. Whereas generally speaking, it feels like men have not had to. They might do doing it more now, but like it's just like not even on their radar. There's a lot of stuff that's not on their radar, and I know I'm generalizing, but you know. Some of it's true. Well, that's okay. We can. I, it's true. It is. I wonder if it's because they haven't, ev- I don't want to say haven't evolved, but I'm thinking back like historically, like men are the ones that fought the wars. Men are the ones that protected the household. So maybe that's why right. they don't have as much empathy. It's going to be really hard to go kill somebody if you have empathy. So then you go out, you fight in war and you come home and... The woman nurtures right. you. She takes care of you. And we have evolved somewhat past that. We are still fighting wars. We're still doing that. But I wonder if that's why men, generally speaking, aren't as empathetic because they're the ones that fight the wars, have to do stuff where empathy is not your friend. It's going to make it a lot harder. I love harder. that you said maybe they're not as evolved. I'm assuming the men as evolved as women. And I, and here's what, here, this is the yes. thing that makes me chuckle. Uh, uh, my Bible reading friends would, are very clear to point out that God made man and then made woman, right? And in our current world, mm-hmm. the next generation of something is understood to be better than the first. Right. When we go to two point mm-hmm. we know that's better than one point So why? Yes. Why were, is it? Yeah. There's not this general understanding that. I mean, th- anything you make, any almost anything we make in the world, create in the world. The next round is better. <laughs> the second child is better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Because you have some experience. (laughs) Your next job is better. I hope your nieces Uh, and nephews aren't listening to this and going, ah. Right? (laughs) But so women, you know, it's like, I'm going to go on a limb and say, you know, what if God said, "Mm, you know, Adam's decent. Um, I wonder if there's more I could add in and, and enhance that, evolve that that design and there came women because here's what i find that's most incredible that especially as i study women throughout history and how they were treated it's it's pretty darn amazing that women still are here because Mm -hmm. women have really yes really been the brunt of a lot of of crap not, not really hatred, just mistreated. Yes. Abuse. I was thinking about, I, I think, you know, you were talking about the book that you had read. You talking about, last time you, we talked, you talking about the book that you had read that had to do with the history of black women. Yes. Oh, and like you, like my whole body reacted, I think in the first chapter where it just talked about basically Black female slaves were just raped and raped and raped, had babies, their babies taken from them. If they looked white enough, maybe they had 
a better future because maybe the slave owner was like, okay, you can pass. So I'm going to we give you some more rights. I can't imagine being a woman and being raped repeatedly by the master, by his men, whatever. And then my baby's being taken or maybe I get to nurse them and take care of them till they're like five years old. And then, oh, they're good to work. I can't imagine that. Like my whole body just cringed and my heart just right broke because i was like oh my gosh i can't first of all being raped and then losing my baby well then to have the baby sold or given away or treated in the way that i know you know that i have some understanding of how awful that is mistreated i should say um as a human being um Mm -hmm. right not even treated like a human right like that's where i think i'm like how could we look at somebody and not see ourselves in them? I don't, even if their skin color is different, how could somebody be like, oh, no, I'm better than you because your skin is brown or black. We have all the same features. That's where I think sometimes I'm like, because I feel like I would look in those eyes and be like, oh my gosh, no, like you, on a fundamental level, we are the same. What am I doing? But nope, we had to, nope, okay. And I think that's where a lot of that stuff comes in, right? Like monkeys and this or that, so that it would take away that humanness for people. They're like, but we're all people. No, they're not. Look, that's not a person. There was a elected official uh, in 2016, a woman even, who said, she was so excited for Melania to be in the White House instead of that gorilla, the first lady, the gorilla in the heels. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. That's, that's what you have. And as a woman, you have. And you say that out loud. I mean. Yes. Like, it's like women power. Like, yes. Like, <clears throat> I don't know. I got my opinions about Melania and Michelle. So I feel, you know, like a lot of women, Michelle did a lot of great work. She's a role model. Uh, I don't know what Melania has, has done other than weird Christmas decorations <laughs> for the White House. Her, what's, what's, um, I think the word, I think this would be truly ironic is her platform is bullying. She's a, her, she's an advocate for anti-bullying, which is just crazy considering that for my money she's married to a person who uses bullying to make things happen for in his uh for the for his betterment i wonder if that's her atonement Uh for being with him right because right there my husband's a bully so i'm gonna advocate for anti-bullying as a way to alleviate like you see that with people right like one person is something and then the other person right like right there with melania and trump and you're like for them i wonder if and yes and maybe not even on a conscious level right that you're just like okay i'm gonna do this so that my soul can breathe so that her soul's like yeah let's this is heavy let's yeah it's where it's the one moment when i realized the woman is not stupid Um, got herself in a situation. Um, so it would be easy to say that she married this man and that, and so 
you know, what was she thinking? But I can, but I'm not going to judge that because I feel like as, as a human being, let alone as a woman, and when it comes to how we feel or we're treated, it, 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 it is, at least for me, within any, any one of us to uh, miss, well, like you were saying, miss guess what's going on. She might've had a sense of what could happen, but she, um, she was an adult. She continued forward and somehow they got a situation where she stayed, she stayed, but, um, because, because mostly the woman doesn't say much, but when she talks about it and say bullying, it was like, Oh, there is a brain in there and all kinds of, you know, thoughts and feelings. And I'm like, wow. Probably learn to be quiet, right? I can imagine if I was married to Trump, you got to kind of know, right. pick or choose your battles. And then backstepping to the lady that called Michelle a gorilla, yeah. did she get any kind of, right. did anybody kind of be like, hey, right. that's that's mm-hmm. not okay. That's inappropriate. We don't talk about they, people they, like they that. They kind tried of... to recall her or she got fired. Or they wanted to fire her, and I, of course, she was, she was uh, contesting that. But uh. consequences, right? We're talking about consequences. If I'm a public official and I am inappropriate, I have consequences. I am not above the law. Almost like, right? At least adolescents have an excuse. My brain wasn't developed. I'm not that part of my brain to think about consequences has not yet developed. And I am part of a society that's going to help me develop that. Once you get to a certain level, it's almost like, well, feels almost like above the law. Like, well, I'm an elected official, so I can say whatever so I here's want. What's interesting. Whoever I want. I don't recall. I'd have to look. Uh, if the, she said this, how she said this, now, if she had been talking to her best friend and she emailed it and somebody leaked it, I kind of feel sorry for her because, you know, we're allowed to have our crazy thoughts in our head. But don't you preface that right. with trusted people? Right. Right. That you're like, hey, so I have right. this crazy thought or I'm trying to figure this out. I don't send that an email or a text. I've become very aware of what is it that I want to say? And am I okay if somehow this got out and it came back? You know, Margaret said, blah, blah, blah. Where am I to be able to like, yes, I did say that. And this is the context and this is what's going on. I get we all have like those reactions, but I've become very aware of who am I as a person and what do I want out there? So before I even said Michelle Obama is a gorilla, yeah. I'd probably think about why am I saying that? What's going up? And who is the person that I can challenge or work this out to be like, why am I feeling this way about this person? Like we have our buffers. Doesn't seem like this lady had right. a buffer to be like, okay, is this appropriate or not appropriate? And, Maybe I right. need to write in my journal exactly why I feel that way. But not everybody is right. on a spiritual quest like us to be like, I get right. that I'm one of those people who's like, why am I thinking that? 
Because if I'm thinking she's a gorilla, then I must be a gorilla. Like that is often how I think I flip it back onto myself. So if I think something about you, I think that about myself. Wow. So what you're am a, I doing? You're with enlightened. Woo. I'll work on it. I just think I've done like so much work. And that was one of those things I was like, huh, if I project something on somebody, it's really so a belief about myself. Again, this goes back to being aware of consequences, right? Being, mm-hmm. you know, having your trusted people, you can yes. maybe say this out loud when you were drunk and you were like, you know, and in context of something you were thinking about. Um, because I, I think I even, I overheard a coworker saying, wow, that, you know, that Melania was going to bring so much class to the White House. And I was like, um, Microaggression yeah, right there. Against the um, past occupants of the White House. I'm like, Mm-hmm. based on what that's what i get want to say what did you see that wasn't and then and then to have this now four years on it's like she she might have brought some you know beautiful things in there but she didn't bring she wasn't enough to override the lack of class and her other half but i still i go back to this mm-hmm. thing about it's it's like it's like each human being unless we really grab on feels like we're the only person in the world and whatever we say is the only thing that matters or whatever we do that matters right and nobody else is going to see the rest of it i re- i go back again mm-hmm. to the women uh the stories of the women on snapped and probably you know dateline or anything else but there's one of the women um knocked off her husband her wife and um so this one incensed me many of them did but this one incensed me the woman is a police officer and she starts dating this other this other woman they eventually marry and then the police officer wants everyone to be safe so it teaches everyone about gun safety and and has guns in the home and what to do and how to handle it. So the wife murders the police officer wife with the gun, shooting her in the head with no less her service revolver. revolver. I'm like, wow. It's, it's like, what, what did you think was going to happen? But the part that, that, that really put me in a place, she took the woman's um, wallet was still using her credit cards and money and then also took her cell phone and then used the cell phone to send messages to the woman's boss the, the police officer's boss and part of what convicted her was the fact that of course her own phone was in the same proximity as the police officer's phone and they're like um you know <laughs> what are the chances you're good you know the curse the murderer is likely the person with the police officer's cell phone and she's sending messages mm-hmm. and it's near her phone so they know i mean 
we as humans, um, we as humans are all like overgrown teenagers, you know, self-centered. Mm-hmm. Yes. Self-centered is a good way to put it. And the wife, again, I wonder, she's got like some sociopathic tendencies, right? Just to, right, that lack of care, lack of empathy, lack of, okay, this is not, because that's what it feels like, you know, that she just didn't care. Okay. Like you said, like, where is the pause to be like, this is, maybe this isn't the best idea. I'm unhappy with you. Maybe divorce would be. A better option right because in the moment she had to think they're never going to figure this out or maybe she didn't maybe she just did it like i don't know margaret i need to know i need to understand what the, what was going through your mind at that point <laughs> i don't think anything i think I watched some crime show. I don't remember what it was. And they were doing brain scans of like people and criminals and finding that there were discrepancies between like my brain, your brain and a criminal's brain, that their brains look different. So I wonder if they're just missing something in their brain that prevents them from being like, this is not a good idea. Maybe I should not do this. Issues out there that are not being addressed. And I'm now of the opinion that they are, they've mm-hmm. proliferated, uh, proliferated in such a way that if you, you know, I'm going to guess maybe 50 years ago, if somebody saw a certain behavior, they would recognize that there was a mental health issue there. Whereas now we see the behavior so much, people don't even realize that that's not a good thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Or we're just so self-centered or right. This like, it's my business. It's not your business. We're so individualistic well, as good. a society right now, or maybe mm-hmm. years ago, like when we were like in a clan, right? If I have a clan, if I have a tribe, if I have my group of people and I'm acting off, they're going to, okay, what's going on? How do we as the clan who maybe has an elder or a doctor or whoever it is address this? Now it's like, well, it's my problem. It's none of your business that I haven't showered in a month. I'm a, it's my right to not shower. Right. And back then, like, okay, Margaret hasn't showered in a month. What's going on? How do we intervene? We as her village of people. You could look at other people. Now you can, and we don't, you know, when I was a kid, you know, the neighbors were watching what the, you know, the kids were doing. Now people, I've lived in the same place for mm-hmm. 10 years. And so it could be that, you know, there's been lots of turnover, but I've had someone say, well, don't you know your neighbors? Well, no. <laughs> Part of it is I, you know, our schedules are so different. I just don't see them, but it's a different it's very different, right? And who you, is it safe to reach out to them? Mm -hmm. 
Is it safe to talk to them? I, I was worried for a while because we had several women who were the Haja. Haja. And, uh, I was just like, you know, it's like waving a flag, a red flag. And, but and as near as I could tell, everyone was kept safe. So I was like, uh, I was just saying. Hmm. Yes. So how do we change that? Maybe that's like our challenge to people this week. Go meet a neighbor. Go talk to somebody. Go yeah. I mean, push yourself even, out of your you comfort know, zone. I think it's also a little easier bit. now to not acknowledge people because if, if they're wearing a mask because you can't see their facial expressions. But I feel like it's I still smile or, or say hello or whatever because I think Me too. that uh, we're going to lose a lot more touch if we keep doing that and don't smile or look at or acknowledge people. I think it gives, it seems to give people a lot more excuse mm-hmm. not to acknowledge walking past someone. Right. Yes, just say hello or the people that make you maybe right. feel a little uncomfortable because of your own prejudice or how they look, say hello. Like, okay, like, oh, there's, I was walking my dogs. There's these two, it's like seven in the morning. There's two <laughs> teenage boys on the playground. And Parma's like, what are these boys? Oh, they're up to no good. And I was like, Margaret, you're going to make sure you say hello to these boys because you're being judgmental and so they walked by <laughs> and I was like, hi. And one looked at me like, what the... And the other one just like smiled because I have a big giant dopey dog. So he's like, hi. But the one kid was just like, what the? Because I was like, no, like, get out of your comfort zone. You're judging people. Yeah, there are two boys on a playground at 7 a.m. Who knows? You were a teenager hanging out on a playground at 7 a.m. And you were probably judged. So don't. Right. So I was, and they were, yeah, the one kid just shocked and the other one, big old grin. And I was like, see? They walked towards Mm -hmm. me, so I'm going to be nice instead of, right, how we kind of, oh, my gosh, somebody's walking past me. I'm not going to cross the street. Okay, yeah, hi, good morning, have a good day. We're jogging through a store. No. Mm -hmm. That's how we undo a lot of that historical trauma, right, that is embedded in us. I'm not going to clutch my purse. I'm not going to cross the street. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, hi, because that helps you and that helps me. Right. That helps us both be like, okay, this no, I no longer have to run from you because or cross the street because I'm afraid you're gonna hurt me. Like both people, right? Both of us like I have to cross the street because you could hurt me. No, hi. Or if you do cross the street, I can still wave hi. Um, you know how are you doing? I think that's a great challenge. To spend, you know, to spend the next few days and, and if, at least be aware of how you're, how I'm responding to people or not responding to them. And then. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. Change it. Yeah. With the caveat, doesn't hurt to say hi. They could ignore you. With the caveat, you pay said. attention to any hi, but that's one way that says, huh? hey, there's danger here. Because I'm not saying be foolish. Yes. Right. 
yes and check in is this right okay yeah. oh this doesn't right. feel so good I can cross the street and I can still say hi to you that's okay I'm still doing it but still that that's how we get to know our neighbors like there's people up the street from me and they say hi to them when I'm walking my dogs and so now they see me hi how's it going and then I see other people walk past them and they don't even talk but I'm like, okay, I walk past you. You're sitting on your porch, smoking a cigarette again. I'm with my dogs again. Hi. The other like, piece I, see you every I was day, thinking so. about is when I go into uh, certain Why not? stores or restaurants when I'm talking to somebody or service providers is to call them by name. When, especially when they, when I know the name or they have a badge on. Um, I don't know. To help break down the perceived invisible barrier, at least the barrier I see. That's even more risky. Mm -hmm. I like the way you think, Margaret. I like the way you think. It's just, right? Okay, somebody makes you yes. uncomfortable, cross the street, and then right. say hi. Notice what's coming up. Is this my historical trauma? Is this... My personal trauma. Walking past me. Yeah. What is going on? Or is that person actually just yep. not good vibes, right? Like, and start to experiment. Like the homeless people in my neighborhood, always so friendly. And I would be like, oh, I'm like, good morning. Sometimes they, their mental illness is very prevalent and they start talking to me about, I don't know, I can't understand. And I'm just like, oh, I'm sorry to hear that. I have a really nice day because right. I don't you know i don't say i don't understand but being like okay yeah i might cross the street but i still might wave at you because maybe inside i'm like oh you're something's not quite right there and i want to be safe but how am i safe and kind yeah, i think you have time. us going in the right direction yeah i notice any good hopefully stories, i'll share them with you next week Yes. Yes. Well, I love how your brain thinks. You always come up with these wonderful topics yeah. that are very. I think on it's point. a. It's a combination of the two of us that something brings that forward. Yeah, synergistic. Yes. Yeah. It is. Well, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. And we're a little over an hour. So and thank you, Anchor, for not disconnecting us halfway through. Like you, you like it to do and hanging in there with us this morning. I also have wow. left my phone in one place. So now I might become a little superstitious uh, yeah, about when we, we do this. And not right, touch before, we, before we tempt the shut off gods. Yes. Yes. They don't want to hear any more. Yes. Those. They're like, you've talked enough. Be quiet. <laughs> well, they'll let us yes. talk. They love to hear what I we have to say. I love hearing what we have to say. So <laughs> Yeah. Thank you for, you know, putting all this, Me too. this good stuff together and posting it so we yes. can share it. Yeah. Well, Thank I, you for just being my right co-host and partner in crime. I couldn't do it without you. Mm-hmm. You. Yes. Uh, All right. This is, so uh, signing Shana off. Barnes, um, 
wild wealth creation and hey if you want to connect with me text me at uh 720-459-4225 and let's get the keep the conversation going Ooh, i like that i'm margaret I'm a therapist. If you want to connect with me, you can email me at marketbellcounseling at gmail.com or you can always email both of us at it's all relevant experience at gmail.com or connect with us on social media and hopefully you'll find us. <laughs> Just email us, text us, and we'll lead the way. <laughs> like, that's way too much information yeah. to give out on social media. <laughs> I don't either. Look us up. Right. You'll find us. Instagram, think we're forward, hard kind, hard, and wild wealth creation. It's all good. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Yes. Yep. Right there. There you go. All right. Well, everybody. Well. Yes. Thank you. Have a beautiful Bye. week. And until next week, take care. <laughs>